Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Oh, we used to have to do mock interviews at school and whatever, and we kind of present ourselves in shiny shoes and a suit. And um, back, this is back in the 80s, obviously. So it was like, always shine your shoes, you know, because it's first impressions. Nowadays, people could be naked from the waist down. Nobody yeah. knows. And um, the other thing was, I remember, I'll never forget the, uh, the our careers advice teacher saying, listen, if they offer you a cigarette during the... Um, <laughs> you know consider saying no but if you're a bit stressed you know have one it's no problem but just just make sure there's an ashtray and just ask for the ashtray good manners it was like <laughs> i love the idea that you just like went just like have a spy during the interview it's the keith walsh podcast it's essential like your breakfast it will get you up and going there's the things you didn't know yeah it's the keith walsh podcast it's the keith walsh podcast Give you energy like buck fast. And if your head's in a pickle or you're looking for a giggle, it's the Keith Walsh Podcast. Good evening, the podcast. Good evening, it is Keith Walsh and this is the podcast. It is Monday, half past six. The date, it is star date, the 3rd of April. Uh, really, Real kind of shitty day. Um, at one stage it was like monsoon rain and then uh, and then it stopped and then uh, it got a bit bright and then now it's really windy and rainy so just typical Irish day here in Newbridge in County Kildare in in my gaff as I sit in my room putting up a podcast I uh, hope you're all doing well um, do I have any news for you? not really not that I can think of nothing comes to mind Charlie is sitting at my feet. Well, he was. Oh, he's gone now, is he? Um, so, yeah, so the podcast uh, at the moment, I'm just taking a break from interviewing guests and it's just going to be the chats with me and Mike for the foreseeable. Um, me and Mike chatting shit. And, uh, yeah, I'll probably do that for about six weeks just till I settle into my nine-to-five gig. See how that goes. Uh, that'll take all my energy for a while until I figure out what the hell I'm up to. But uh, so far, so good. I've been I've, uh, one week down, and they haven't sacked me yet. So that's that's definitely a, a bonus, as far as I'm concerned. Um, anyway, I won't uh, I won't keep you too long. It is uh, the Keith Walsh podcast. It's me talking to my friend Mike about um, well, we talked about lots of things. I talked a little bit about my new job. We talked about Joe Duffy for a while. We talked about um, I don't know, loads of shit, which I can't remember. Anyway, I don't need to remember because you get to listen to it all now. It's me chatting to my friend Mike. It's episode 
90, I'm going to say 90, 98, could be 97, 98 or 97 of the Keith Walsh podcast. Enjoy! Ramsey Lewis Trio. You see, I write all these names down, These little get these little tips from you. Oh, the in crowd live, Ramsey oh. Lewis Trio. It's ah. phenomenal. They were, um, I think, out of out of the northeast of uh, the U.S. in the uh, like seventies or sixties or maybe even the fifties. Right on, right on, brother. The in right crowd. Mm. I'm in with the in crowd. I saw something earlier. It was the monkeys, but they they were too, they weren't the monkeys. They were like it was like the monkeys with I don't know whether they were they were with some of the Beach Boys or something. But it was like Dolenz, Jones, and two other dudes. And they were they were on tour or something. It looked really good. Was it the gorillas? Hey, it wasn't the monkeys. It was the gorillas. Oh, who would have been playing with them then? It would have been Glenn Campbell. Was, he was he was the fifth monkey. Was he not the fifth Beach Boy? He was the fifth everything. He was the fucking the, the go-to man. He did tour with the Beach Boys, didn't he? Like one somebody somebody got somebody took too much LSD and. <laughs> Yeah. Are you actually dusting your screen as we talk to each other there? No, I was just uh, bringing my mic from over there to over here because I'm I'm still kind of getting set up here. How does my mic sound? Great. Yeah, yeah. You bought some you bought a new iPad, did you? Um I brought in an iPad. Why? Can you see? Oh, this that's my work my work computer. Oh. So they they sent me out a computer there. The 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 the, the new job. Nice one. The new job. I'm having a, yeah, it is a good job. How, listen, I, I'm going to ask you about your job in a little while. Nice, nice little computer. Um, nice, nice, bit of, nice bit of kit. Yeah, go on. I'm thinking about, uh, we're, we're thinking about buying a computer here and, and uh, uh, Macintosh have released a new iMac. I quite like the iMacs. We're, I'm talking to you on a nice big 27-inch Mother Hubbard, but it's getting a little bit old and it's getting a little bit kind of... Vroom. But I wanted to buy, they launched a new one yesterday and um, insanely expensive, but they don't have any ports that you can plug anything fucking normal into and the back of them. But don't you get the the uh, adapter to plug the, the ports, the separate ports in, and then you can use your USB things, no? Yeah, but it kind of, you know, you're spending the best part of two and a half Gs on a computer. You'd think you'd be able to plug whatever the fuck you want into it. Well, know? that's that's what that's... I say. Apple, listen up. <laughs> they don't give a fuck. That's the arrogance. <laughs> the arrogance of Apple. That's why people love it. Yeah, I I like Apple. I've always I've always liked Apple. I've never had anything but Apple computers. I I, I did buy a Windows machine once. And it's just I might as well just fuck it out in the street and drive over it. It's useless. Anyway, that's my own opinion, obviously. And uh, well, I am to... I am currently recording on a on a HP uh, PC. Okay, yeah, I can't do Windows. Everything is too complicated. You, you save a file and it goes into Never Everland. You open up a Mac and you just type it into Finder, and you like, and it'll say, "Oh, this is the most recent thing you've done." Oh, great! Why can't you do that? No, I you can. Could, you can do that with Windows. You just go to the recent button. But uh, I think it's whatever you're used to. Like I've always mostly used laptops and PCs. And this this will be my first work computer that's an, an Apple Mac, so I have to get used to that. But but because my phone is Apple and my iPad is Apple, it's not too bad. You know, it's actually yeah. 
I much prefer Mac. They give you they, like they, they give you uh, Word and, and and all that sort of stuff. You you got to buy it when you buy another one. I couldn't believe it. I literally couldn't believe it. And even Apple, if you buy a new Apple, you download the Microsoft Word app. Do you know what I mean? They even give you to you for free. Mm, yeah, I know. Oh, bastards. Anyway, yeah, lying bastards. But listen, I've had a hugely successful morning. Um, which was preceded by a hugely unsuccessful morning. So yeah. yesterday you had a terrible morning and today you had a great morning? No. Okay. Uh, morning so two, of two halves. Oh, wow. Okay. Tell me all yeah. about it. Yeah. So we, we went to walk the dog this morning in a nice little woodland that we go to. It's within five kilometers and stuff. Not that we have to worry about that anymore. Not till August, anyway. <laughs> We're all locked down again. The whole <laughs> fucking country's gone mad. But anyway, um, <laughs> so our dog um, is the most undogish dog ever, Poppy. Um, and I feel your pain. I, I saw during the week that um, Harry, Charlie, whatever. Charlie, Charlie's on a diet. I'll tell Batty's you about it. Yeah, we 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 went to the vet and we had that discussion as well. When the vet looked down and went, yeah, I can do the inoculations, but really you should be able to sort of, if not see, you should be able to feel the ribs of the dog and see a little waist. I'm looking at it going, what waist? This dog's like a fucking barrel. <laughs> we had to cut her food in half. But our dog is fucking terrible. If if she has a sniff of food or anything before we put her in the, in the car, she pebble dashes it. There's, it's like a fucking H block dirty process everywhere. She just shits <laughs> everywhere. It's fucking terrible. So you really have to sort of, if we're going to the beach with the dog, right? It's nil by mouth. And everybody, like the WhatsApp group you have in your house, it's like, don't feed the fucking dog. Because we get to the beach down the road, it's only 10 minutes, less than. Open the door and it's like, who gave the dog a chew? Because it's now all over the back window, the inside of the car and everything. It's a fucking disaster. How long do you have to, like, how long is it nil by mouth? Is it like 24 hours before the beach? No, uh, but you need to take her up the road and empty the tanks and stuff before you get her in the car. But no, you can't feed her in the morning. She normally gets fed in the morning. So it's just a do not, do not feed. One meal a day, do not. Um, and you can feed her then to your heart's content when you come home. But of course, we, we nil by mouth, got up to where we walk and there's signposts everywhere. Literally, it's like, um, I don't know what's happened up there. There's some nuclear event. They've been spraying this area. And it's like, do not let your dog's room loose. Do not do this. Do not do that. Do not need the other dangerous pesticides, dangerous herbicides. Like, for fuck's sake, lads. Yeah. So, and she has an awful habit of eating grass. So if we took her up there, she'd be dead in 15 minutes. You know? <laughs> so we'd come home then. Come <laughs> It'd be a handy way to get rid of her if you had to, though. Let's, oh, let's go over a walk, Poppy. <laughs> Come on, Poppy. Come on, Poppy. Let's see some grass up in the hill. Lovely, Poppy. Excellent. Yeah, it's I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. She just had some grass and she died. It was terrible. God, saving a lot on dog food, though. <sighs> so, so go on. <laughs> so we got home and we thought, right, we'll go up the road. And we were kind of rattled at this stage. Plus the car, my car started going, and it's like, oh, fucking hell. And that's it. The second anything happens with a car I have, I know what I'm like, I fucking buy a new one. I just can't be dealing with fucking going to a, uh, some fucking mechanic who says, 
well, she's she's doing this and she's doing that. And once they start she, and you know, and she's and you know, I'd I'd I went I went to my mechanic once and my brakes had seized on a big old jeep that I had, and he said, uh, "Have you money for a new one?" Yeah. Oh, trade that fucker in. He says. <laughs> I said, like, I can't be asked doing it. It's too expensive. Get a new fucking car. And I just hope, like, there's no, the turbo isn't gone or something fucking stupid. Anyway, so this is adding to the whole anxiety of the trip. We come home. We say, all right, just go up the road and walk the dog. But in the meantime, my wife now has two horses up the road. We don't own them, but they are now addicted to carrots. And these are big fucking horses, and they're in a the field next door. And it takes about five minutes to walk there to sort of where they can get to the fence. And all we could hear as we're going up the road is, <laughs> and it's like, oh fucking hell, we forgot the fucking carrots. Oh no! And these fuckers, they run at you like, you know, we're walking up the road, but we've seen these horses jump these fences before, and I'm thinking, that big white one, he's gonna fuck it. He's got, he's got mad eyes, and he wants carrots. So to walk home. Get some fucking carrots and go up. And they're all like... And then they start fighting. They start nudging each other, the two horses. And they're big beasts. So, yeah. How many hands? How many hands? Hmm? How many hands? (laughs) How many hands? Four hoofs. How many hands high? (laughs) They're big fuckers. I I don't don't know anything about horses. I'm scared of horses. And I thought, listen... I've got to turn this day around. I have to turn this day around. I've got to do something positive. Mike, it sounds uh, dreadful so far. Like I, I, I would. <laughs> this is all before twelve o'clock. And then you, you say just, to me, "I don't know." You just didn't give up. Can you? Can we go earlier? And it's like, oh, for fuck's sake! And then, and then we go earlier, and then <laughs> you're late. That's my thing. <laughs> That's my thing. So. Anyway. You were, so so the your terrible morning was that you went for a walk, forgot the carriage, the car nearly broke down, but it didn't. Yeah. Okay, I know there's a lot more <laughs> happening. I'm not like serious or something. I'm not fucking, you know, but but I had to turn the day around. I had to. And okay. um anybody listening now will, will who has been to IKEA and to the marketplace in Ikea and bought plastic items that they never use and a hundred tea candles. Yeah. We'll recognize this noise. <laughs> Maybe they won't. It's the octopus you get from Ikea to hang up on your washing line. Yes. And because we live where we live, I'm showing you one here, right? That's yeah. an octopus without its pegs. Right? Right. Because the wind here whips whatever you've got plus the peg <laughs> and they go into the next fucking field because it things like on the thing so magically uh we eat a lot of asparagus and as you know asparagus comes wrapped in elastic bands so i have a ball the size of a tennis ball or a slitter or whatever of yeah. elastic bands right i'm holding up to you okay yeah yeah so i've begun to attach elastic bands onto this with some cheap pegs which have got holes in them so now I've redone them. So, <laughs> carding with Keith, mending with Mike. This, <laughs> this is mindful. So, and you feel like you've achieved something, and something isn't going into landfill. You haven't done it yet, though. Hmm? 
Yeah. What have you been doing? Have you haven't you haven't attached any of the pegs to the octopus yet? Oh, have you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. You take the elastic take the, off. Yeah. Put it through the little hole. And put yeah. it you've got one out already on the line. Oh, you've made socks and jocks oh, wow. in pairs. Wow. Yeah. So, and I presume the wind won't take the won't take like it, it well, won't. It won't be strong enough to give some a bit of give. Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be a suspension in it. That's a, you've probably invented something there, Mike. Have you been on to Ikea and explained your situation and said, look, we live in the west of Ireland. The wind here will cut a man in two and your octopuses are shit. So my invention is just to add a little bit of elastic to your pegs. And they could, they, they, they could maybe they pay millions for that, for that little idea. Yeah, because if you ever watch one of their programs about IKEA and their designers, they're sort of like Apple people. Mm. They wear really nice jeans and white t-shirts, and they live in these beautiful rooms with look, look pine and nice glass and stuff. And, and yeah. they kind of sit there with their pens and they kind of draw like you carving with keys. But they're like making with IKEA, and I could be one of those fellas, but I'd be the slob sitting in the corner of my own shit, going, <laughs> fucking lash everything with. <laughs> Elastic <laughs> bands that you get from eating asparagus. Hands, hands, hands. Have you tried lashing an elastic band to it? Hands. <laughs> <laughs> you know that Poang chair that you bought? Because thousands of people, millions of people, buy those Poang chairs because they think, "Oh, that looks so comfortable," and whatever. And we went down that trap and we bought some, but your head goes so far back. That you strain your eyes watching television. <laughs> you can't read because you, your head, everything's back. It's it, it just it gives you neck whiplash. They should be fucking sued. I'm suing IKEA for an, an eye strain from watching the telly on their chairs. Yeah. Oh, brilliant! That's. <laughs> I like the way you had a not too bad morning and then completely turned around with a not too bad invention. What do you mean, not too bad? This is fucking gifted. I've been thinking about this for months. Did you have to drill the holes into the pegs? No. See, because we, Sally Ann runs a sewing business out of here, yeah. we're forever pegging um, little bits of fabric to each other when you've got them cut and whatever. So pre-make, you peg everything. So the house is full of pegs. And she gave out to me for buying shit pegs once. I found a hundred pegs or whatever. But little did she know oh, wow. they've got a hole in them. They've got a hole in the top of them. And uh, that's brilliant. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you something else about the pegs, and I forgot. It was going to be really interesting. Um, are you turning, you're turning your camera off, I see. Yeah, it's only my end. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, wow, okay. Um, a I, I must show, I must read out a couple of emails here. Just two <gasps> this time. Uh, from Tom Slattery. I don't know if you remember Tom. He emailed us. We read out an email of his last week. Um, he did. And, and funnily enough, you, you called him Tom Slattery now. And he said last time, I'm not going to use his surname. Uh, here, I'll edit that bit out, which I won't. Um, no, of course you won't. Uh, he says, hey, Keith, I have some rebuttal to Mike's criticism of my email where he disagrees with my point about you researching for the podcast. You remember he said, you know, you, you did yes. the research and all that kind of stuff. He said, I've heard you read directly from Wikipedia when introducing a guest. <laughs> it, may be a sh it may be a shite form, but it is definitely a form of research. 
OG Tom. Thank you, Tom. For okay, Tom. Um, I'd like to issue an apology, a formal apology to Tom. Um, in fact, he, he, you're right. You you are a really shit researcher. Maybe I should have made that clear. <laughs> um, that <laughs> doesn't actually do because you, you do that. You do. Uh, uh, what does it say on Wikipedia here about this person? Uh, there it is. There that. Oh God, I must ask him about that. And then you don't. <laughs> and then I don't. Yeah. That's uh, because you know what I've I've I record the intro after I do the interview, so I find out something about them on Wikipedia when I'm doing when I'm like looking it up live during I'm like, like I'm on the intro going or I'm doing the intro going okay I must look up Wikipedia oh that's that's really interesting that sounds cool but then I've already, but the, yeah. but I've recorded the the interview in advance and it w- it might be helpful if I looked at Wikipedia before the interview not during the intro. Yes, but maybe that's, that's a lesson. It's Maybe pu- Tom could take over production. Well, I know because I like my. Uh, it's punk podcasting. Oh, that's a new word. Yeah, it's punk it's podcasting. It's it's. I've just invented it because I spent hmm. so long in uh, in radio working with people who were so anal about fucking facts and information. And, you know, I'm just like, I'm just doing the exact opposite to whatever I used to have to do. Because I found it yeah. so, I, I don't know, I think I might have ADHD or something, but and uh, like, I find it so draining. <laughs> it's just it, all that. Sh- I'm just like, can we not just have a chat with the person and see what they're up to? Yeah. And, and and it comes across better when you do that. I know what you mean. People over-research things and whatever. And you can often see sort of stars being, going, wow, you've done your research, haven't you? you? How did you find out about that? But what really gets me is, is sometimes you listen to radio and they've obviously spoken to the researcher for a quiz or something before they go on air, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, then, and then somebody has said, right, uh, have you any funny stories? Do you ever meet anyone famous? I did, yeah. I met uh, whatever. And uh, then they go on to the show and Ray Darcy or whoever goes, oh, so I hear you met, um, whatever. Oh, God, I didn't know you were going to ask me about that. <laughs> you just no. Somebody a second ago. The, 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 best, the best bit is when they're on Liveline. This is, I love this. Oh. And when they say, I was talking to your researcher earlier, because like mm. the, it's a real knowing, you know, I was, t- well, as I said to your researcher earlier, I, and I imagine Joe yes. is like, fuck's sake, would you not mention that you're on to the researcher earlier? I, but I was listening to it the other day and he had someone on and this person like just came on to give out about something. You know, there was a priest, there was a priest caught in a, uh, parked somewhere and he was at himself and he was caught and he, he went to court over it and all this stuff. And there was a story about it. And this woman rang in to stick up for the priest, you know? And she started saying, you know, I, I, whatever, like, he, you know, he shouldn't be doing it, but he's a nice man and all this kind of stuff. And, and Joe said something to her. And she, she said, sure, the fuck, you rang me. <laughs> sure, you rang me. Your researcher rang me and asked for my opinion. I don't care, really. Almost like totally giving the game away. You can just hear Joe, Joe just going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you wouldn't mind, almost like you wouldn't mind not saying that, would you? Oh. I don't know. You rang me. As in, like, it was a total setup, like, and, and not that, that's, I mean, you know, there's no real secret, a lot of that stuff. 
totally is uh, set up because they need to, you know, generate a bit of interest before it gets going and then encourage other people to, to call in. But it was so funny that she was just like, you could, I could just hear the annoyance of Joe because you, with a guest, you would say to them, can you not say, you know, can you not say this? Can you not say, you know, I was talking mm. to a researcher earlier, but sure, it's gas. I, I was listening to Callan's Kicks last night. Yeah. RT and um, he was he does Joe Duffy. Hello there, welcome to Joe. Hello, Dad Joe. And um, people were ringing him up. I have a five minute rant about the way the government are acting about COVID and whatever. Oh, shit, that's all gone now. You know, that, that, that's that's uh, next week, sure, everything is lifted. Well, I, I'm an awful, I, I, and then the next woman comes on. I want to talk about the jabs. Nobody's getting a jab. Sure, we have 150 million coming next week. Oh, and there was literally nothing to moan about. So the Joe show stopped. <laughs> Because there was no misery oh, that's to good. compound everything. Yeah, uh, no, well, that's fucking drudgery. That's never going to happen. Uh, and I and I, I want to say on the record, I'm a big fan of Joe and of Liveline. Just want to put that on the record. Um, uh, oh, here's yeah. a, it, it, listen. When I put it on by mistake, it is literally you can't put it off. <laughs> when I put it on by mistake. <laughs> it's like a book, like the worst book review. Yeah, like I read some of it by mistake, and it wasn't too bad. Yeah, that, but that, I find that with Joe Duffy, I think, oh no, I don't want to listen to it. But when you do, it is car crash. So it, it, you cannot stop. It's addictive. Yeah, it's like heroin. Yeah, it's brilliant though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what you're going to get, and you know who's going to come on, and you know, oh, well, I think this, and somebody comes on and does. In fairness, they do get somebody who reflects pretty much every opinion yeah. and none. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're very good. They're very skilled at their jobs. Yeah. Um, I have another email for you here, Mike. Oh, yes, yeah. From Bernie. Um, hey, Keith and Mike, I'm an OG too. Oh. I so enjoy your podcasts. Is there some crack? Oh. I actually laughed out loud with the two of you. You have off, and I've often gone for. F- sake they didn't even talk about whatever mike started off with at the start of the podcast <laughs> we, we'll have to go through all the podcasts and talk about the things we never got around to talking about uh huge congrats to you on the job can't wait to hear how mike gets on with the writing i'm intrigued as to what he's going to come out with no pressure uh hope you decide to keep going no pressure though uh even new job family dog and the life I started following you after the breakfast show and I haven't blah, 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 blah. whatever you decide to do. Best of luck with it all. Thanks for all the guffaws from Bernie. No, nice. Oh, thank you very much, Bernie. Yes. And it's another criticism of me. That's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm big enough to take that. No, but I do. That's my life though. I, I start conversations in this house and then three days later, <laughs> I, I, I think it. that I'm still that Everybody's still listening to me and on the same track. And I go, <laughs> and then he, and then he shot him. <laughs> and everybody's looking at me going, what the fuck? <clears throat> yeah. So that's my gig. I, uh, I am shit at keeping, I, I must have some sort of syndrome. That I uh, count. Yeah. I think it's like, I've been trying to diagnose myself for the last while. I've, I've settled with ADHD at the moment, but um, I don't know. It's, it's like, you can, I suppose you can look into these things and find that you've got, you know, everybody has uh, has symptoms of something or telltale signs of something. Um, so I'm, I better not, I, I better stop self-diagnosing basically because it's probably not fair. People yeah, that, who actually that, have ADHD never works well. If you no. start sort of taking off limbs for some reason, you know, you take it to the nth degree. Sort of, yeah. oh God, I've got diabetes in my left foot. I'm going to cut my foot off. That's you know, 
do not self-diagnose. This looks like gangrene. I cut my arm off. That was just a bit of... That was painting a green fence. That was just a bit of paint. <laughs> so what's the story, Mike? What's your what's the rest of your week been like? How are you keeping? How's life? How's writing? How's the job? What's the fear like? Tell me everything, Mike. Tell me everything uh, and nothing. The fear is huge. Um, it's getting... I mean, there, there was this... <clears throat> I listened to the radio the other night. Um, uh, the hard shoulder, I'm going to say. And yeah. Somebody had been leaking that the 10th of May was a date, the 6th of May was a date, the 17th of May was a date, and June, literally, everybody's going to Greece. The whole country were swapping with Greece, apparently, and they're coming here and we're going there for two weeks in July. That's what it felt like. Yeah. And it was a mania yeah, around, um, we're coming out of lockdown, we're coming out of lockdown, coming out of lockdown, and everybody had kind of lost the run of themselves on the radio, and people were speaking quickly, and blah, 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 we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're going to do the other, and I just felt this huge ball of pressure, and I mm. just thought, I don't want to go to fucking Greece, I don't want to go on holidays, I don't particularly want to go to work, I don't want to do anything, you know, I want to do Ikea pegs for the rest of my life. Um, and then uh, writing, I, I finished my course on Wednesday, and of course, that was great because I thought, right, I'm finished now. I've done my little bits of homework every week and kept up to speed and had a and found it really, really good, actually. Kildare Writing. Is it Kildare Writing Centre? Yeah, Kildare Writing Centre. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Shout, shout out. Yeah. Couldn't re recommend Pauline highly enough. It's not like she's sitting there teaching you. She's just kind of going through the process. Yeah. And gets you to sort of write 400 words, which is the back of a fag packet, really, a week. But kind of focusing on something every week, like a conversation or, you know, getting some sort of truth out of it or who's the protagonist or who's this or whatever, and just kind of honing in on a piece of writing every week, which is great. And, it, you know, in fairness, it took me maybe an hour every week to do the homework. And uh, she was all sort of really nice and like, yeah, we're just going to, it's the end of the course now, and uh, within the next three weeks, if you want to send me something, we're in about 3,000 words, um, and I'll have a look at it for you. It's like, fuck it all. <laughs> I, I, I thought I was going to cry. <laughs> that's, your, that's, your, that's your opportunity, though, to do your, to do your big bit, you know, to test the, test the, um, yeah, uh, the, 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 the idea that you have about the, being the guide and you know life guide and all that kind of stuff you've got <laughs> yeah and, and, and a buddy of mine rang up actually i sent him I, I i shared with him some of my writing and stuff and you you kind of be you pick and choose to who you're going to send stuff to you know you've got to be the right in the mind yeah and those people you've got to kind of trust them you know because it's you, you don't want to trust them that much to, to turn around and say you're shit but you want to sort of you know you, you're going to pick your audience that you mm. might get a sort of a positive vibe back and fortunately the people i've sent it to i've got a relatively sort of uh positive vibe back which is good and um but you're still you know putting yourself out there it's a big old deal isn't it three thousand words i mean maybe i'll do three thousand words of a short story and i'll enter it into the rte short story competition that's yeah. what i'm sort of figuring now at the moment um, and kind of wrap the whole thing up because I, I was writing a memoir, but it seems I can't tell a story without lying. <laughs> but, you, but, but you don't have to tell the truth. You don't have to say it's a memoir. 
you can just be a character like it can be yeah exactly and that's that's what i'm finding every time i do a class i think oh shit i've signed up within minutes oh balls i'm doing the wrong one well of course you can just write a fiction filled novel that's the beauty of it you can let your imagination get away with it and and as pauline says that the the teacher that you don't have to be wrong or right at the end of it you don't have to prove a theorem or anything it's not it's not a scientific paper yeah this is just the ramblings of a 50 year old ish good looking guy <laughs> doesn't look 50 something year old no but but also she kind of says you can let yourself off the hook with your intro by saying or with your whatever the hell is called at the start yes. uh, preface yeah, your preface, you can say, look, this is just mostly, you know, to the best of my knowledge, you know, some of it is kind of embellished. You know, you can literally write whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know, I know. And it's just because you, you sign up for a memoir, you think, oh, it's got to be memoir, it's got to be based in fact. But I, mm. I, I don't seem to be able to do that. I seem to go down these little rabbit holes, which is the enjoying, enjoyable bit about it. So you need, you need to just let yourself off the hook, just go down several, several, like, rabbit holes let yourself off and then that's that's and then you'll just it's, it's like the editing is a totally different job it's just to write loads of shit and then go back and edit it and then find out what's yeah. in it you know but i i'm the same i just want to write and i want to i'd like to sit down write a chapter hand it to somebody and go that's a chapter and tell me it's brilliant and i'll move on then I don't want to go back over it and edit it and all that kind of stuff. But I, yeah, I, I, the hard stuff when you have to think about punctuation and inverted commas and stuff like that. I just, yeah, it's it, the 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 easy bit really is the ramble. <clears throat> and I feel like uh, I hope that this job will help me with all that kind of stuff, you know. So, are we allowed to talk about the job now? Or yeah, like I don't don't know. If, yeah, um, yeah. So. How's it, like a, in general terms, how's it going and what are you kind of, have you met the, the team? Is it a yeah. big group of people or? It's a small enough bunch, uh, really nice, really nice. Uh, obviously, we're not in the office, so we're all, like we have, they have virtual meetings and they'll have a whole, the whole office on a call on a Monday, whole office on a call on a, on a Friday. And they're all really nice and uh, it's a very creative, they're a very creative bunch. So you've got all sorts of characters you know um and like you've got filmmakers writers uh you've got people who are brilliant at admin you've got people who are good at accounts you've got but they're all sort of like but everybody kind of pitches in with ideas it's not like there's you know there's three ideas guys and then everyone else kind of just does what they're what they say it's like everybody the ideas can come from anywhere um but then you have some people who will make the video, some people who do. So my job basically is I'm a writer and, and I write things and, and that's my job. And then it's, and, but it's also my job to come up with ideas and, and, you know, see, and if I write something to, I, at some stage, I'll learn how to see that from, you know, page to screen or whatever it is, page to radio or whatever. So, so, so learning how to go through the whole process of writing something Pitching it to the clients, getting their approval, getting it made, and 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 all that kind of stuff. And that's that's what what my job will be. And I mean, at the moment, they're they're sort of taking a punt on me a little bit, and they'll be investing time and and training in me to get me to that point. You know, hope the idea from their point of view is that I'll stay with them. You know, and yeah. they'll, they'll get their money back. You know, I mean, obviously, you've got to you've got to prove yourself. You've got to you know, come up with ideas that work and that can be, that you can sell. And, 
yeah, it's 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 uh, it's I'm excited by it. The like what I was thinking, I think that some people work in jobs like that and they think I think I'm the right age to do it because yeah. I've kind of gone out there and done X, Y, and Z. I've, I've made some TV, I've made some radio, I've done a bit of acting, I've done whatever, I've I've written a play, and I think the play is probably the big the big something off my back that it's done now. I can sort of, you know, if I was, if I enjoyed that process so much, I'd be writing more plays and I'd be like really into it by now. But, you know, kind of I've done one. Will I do another one? Well, not at the moment. But the thing about this job is that I think that when you're younger and you work on a job like this, you think, oh, I'd like to just be out there creating my own stuff. I don't want to be creating things for a client. Um, whereas the way I look at it is I can come up with an idea and these clients want ideas. That's what they, that's what, every, yeah. that's what the world wants. They want an idea that will stand out, that will sell their product, that will make them better, all that kind of stuff. So they have budget for this. So you, so my job is to come up with ideas all the time, knowing. So, so when I come up with ideas and I'm not working for an agency, I then have to go and go to RT, wait for them to ask for ideas then pitch my idea and then they could turn me down, which is fine. But like, I know in this job, there's money for ideas. If the ideas are good enough that the stuff will get made. And, you know, although it's not necessarily going to be a movie, uh, it's, it is something that you can come up with an idea. There's money there to get it made. And almost like the sky's the limit with regards to what you can do, you know, um, if the ID is good enough, they'll might give you more budget to make something different or to do something crazy or, you know, so there's, it's, it's quite, it can seem like a restrictive job, uh, but it's quite, at the moment, I feel like it's, it's probably quite, I feel quite excited and uh, encouraged and quite free Um I don't feel I don't feel constricted or claustrophobic. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's an age thing as well. You see, because you know, if you're young and you're going in there, and you know, your first idea you might think is fantastic, you work on it, and then they go, "No thanks." Mm. That, that's not an insult to you. That's just a sort of a, a no thanks. Yeah, know? that's just not doesn't work for them, or they don't like it, or it won't do what they you know it won't sell what they need to sell, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and with a bit of age behind you, you know there's a game to be played here, you know, and sort of, you know, you, yes, they can say no, but that's that's not the worst thing. That, that is the worst thing that can happen, and it happens a lot in life. So when you're pitching something, they go, yeah, no, not really. We want it more sort of this and more sort of that and whatever, and you can be more creative. I think you're you're freer because of the ability to be able to fail all the time. Yeah, sense. and also to believe that... If you're a musician and out out there on your own, if you weren't working for an agency and you're a filmmaker or you're a TV maker or you're you know you're doing all the stuff on your own, like to believe young people, I think when you're younger you might believe that there's a certain amount of freedom to that, but ultimately you'll come up against uh, a producer, uh, uh, an organisation, uh, mm-hmm. like e- like every everybody will. It's very rare that you make something. Like I, even even the play I wrote, like I wrote a play, but I still had to work with like a lot of the writing was done with Janet Morn and she helped me shape it. And yeah. then even with the Riverbank, like they had to it had to be something that they wanted to produce. They weren't just going to 
you know, they could have said, no, it's not really for us. Or they could have suggested we worked in a different way or that we tried it a different way. Like you're still going to, as, as free as it is, as you might feel working on your own, you still, you're still going to find uh, that people want it a slightly different way or you need to change it or you need to go back to the drawing board. You know, so there's, I don't see much difference, you know, and I actually feel, uh, feel like this is a really great opportunity. Um, yeah, well, good. Does, does any of that make sense? Does any does anything I've just said make sense to you, Mike? Yes, it does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially about the whole. I'm interested more in the in the sort of the ability within a framework to be able to to fail, not fail is the wrong word, but sort of not hit the brief, if you like, and then it becomes a collaborative thing within the group of people who've got expertise from various things. Like, how are we going to film that? The guy, the filmer guy, is going to be saying. And how are we going to light that? And how are we going to do this? And who, you know, is that going to work on radio and television? Yeah. It needs to be multimedia. So you've got all this support. And you're right. I mean, there's a lot of people who we always hear about them. They're the ones that, you know, make their first record. It turns into a gazillion seller album and whatever. And then they disappear into dust because their next album, although they've done their first one in their bedroom, the next one has got, you know, Sting playing bass on the third track and Stevie Wonder playing a violin strand on the 15th track. And there's money thrown at it and it's shit. Yeah. You know, and, and I think the, and they, they lose the sort of way because the youth, that youthful sort of like, you know, creativity is sometimes knocked out of you. Yeah, I think, I think you're hitting it at the right age and the right sort of frame of mind. But also... Right also, levels of ADHD. Yeah, I think so. But also you've got to think about like uh like the you can't be things have to be done within budget and you can't be yeah. wasting your time, you know, noodling over something and you know perfecting something. You've got to be you've got to work quick, you've got to work fast. Um like you can't become the stone roses and spend five years in Wales making an album that that came out that I really like but came out too late for you know to to um for them to to capitalize on the success of the first album um you know and and also like in my first week like i've already been working i've already been pitching ideas i've already been like submitting stuff and like i've already like <laughs> I've already had huge amounts of rejection yeah. you know so and, and that's healthy that's okay you know so um it's uh you know i think if my if I wasn't able to handle the rejection, if the sensitivity was too much, I'd, I'd, I'd have felt it by now, you know? Absolutely, yeah. And it makes you wonder, you know, every little advert, we, we were listening to an advert today, actually, on the on the um, the radio, as I was reversing in. And um, I, I would be able to hum the tune of the jingle of the advert. I won't mention what it is. Mm -hmm. But until today, I must have heard it a thousand times. I had no idea what the fuck they were saying what the advert was about and what, you know, um, what, what the product was, you know, but I could, I could hum the tune. Okay. And it was just like, and I, I was thinking about you thinking, oh, fuck, you know, that's, I mean, an awful lot of consideration and mo the money to actually put these things on a national radio. Yeah. And they're on all the national broadcasters. And I'm thinking, wow, the song, the lyrics aren't clear in a jingle. That's the whole thing, you know? It's got to be sort of snappy and whatever. I, I think it, you've got to you've got to sell something to somebody in thirty seconds, mm. while saying that you know this is uh, the financial broadcast, financial bank of Ireland, your home is at risk, and blah blah blah, and all that sort of sort of 
grown-up stuff at the end of it. But the jingle just, uh, yeah, and I was like, I said to Sandy, what's that advert for? She said, I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I still, I remember, uh, like, this is, I mean, it's funny that I started working in, 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 in this job because, like, I still remember uh, meeting the guy who wrote the ad, the Britvic ad. I don't know if you remember it because you, you, I wonder would you've been in the country. Uh, it was the original of the species. Oh yeah, yeah, and it was yeah, for yeah. Britvic Fifty Five, I think, yeah. and the it was a it was sort of a caveman scenario. Yeah, uh, and and basically he had he had decided that the original of the spe- species in caveman talk was Ogichi Plof Tiranisi. Yes, the original of the species, I, and I still remember to this day Ogichi Plof Tiranisi, and I remember that ad, and I remember meeting the guy who wrote that ad and being like, oh my god. He's yeah. the guy who wrote "I'll Get You Plough Tiranisi" and that ad, which uh, involves a caveman hitting a woman over the head and dragging her back to his cave, which wouldn't be allowed now. But in those days, it was um, it was it was a great ad, and it really like it really worked for Britvic, and it, it was on. I mean, there wasn't much entertainment on the telly at the time, but it really kind of stood out. And uh, so I think that you know I was destined to be involved in this industry at some point because that for me meeting. <laughs> Meeting the guy and somebody saying to me, you know, the original of the species ad, he wrote that. And I was like, oh, my God, he's you know, it's like, yeah. like meeting Brad Pitt or something. I get fascinated by things like that. Um, the guy who is one half of um, <laughs> comedy duo, who I can't remember, I can't remember him, um, Matt, um, he's on the Bake Off. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Little Britain. Uh, Matt. Yes. yes Matt. Yeah. Yes, go on. <laughs> Somebody Google it first. And, yeah. <clears throat> he um, does a good morning tweet every morning. I don't know if you follow him on Twitter. Yeah, and, and yeah, I think you, you've actually sent me stuff before. Uh, but a lot of it is sort of 1970s ads. Yes, know? yeah, yeah. Or people like doing weird disco dancing competitions. Yeah, or, but, uh, but it's the adverts that really get me going. It's just, they're like, they're all brown and orange and yellow. And they're really of their time. Even the colour in the advert is sort of 70s and 80s and whatever. And you remember some of the jingles. And then you think, God, what, what was that product for or whatever? And you, you kind of go back into your mind and think, and some of them spark straight out and you go, wow, that's amazing that these people can do this and give you something with a couple of kids sitting there. Like, yeah, they're changing the name of a, a marathon to a Snickers bar. Oh, my God. You know, and you just remember. You remember these things. You remember these adverts, and you know the, the the milky bars are on me. Yeah, the you milky know. bar kid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hubba Bubba, Hubba Bubba. Yeah, and Captain Birds. Apparently, Captain Birdseye was retired in 1971, and then oh. came back in 1974 because they, they they just you know, Captain Birdseye. No, nobody wanted to buy any Birdseye stuff without Captain Birdseye. That's gas, isn't it? And I rem- uh, Matt Lucas is that guy's name. Matt Lucas, yeah. But I remember, like, this is kind of like stuff that I'm interested in. I remember some of the my favorite ads when they got someone like I remember the Whisper ad with, um, uh, of course, I don't remember <laughs> the guys, <laughs> alias Smith and Jones. What were they? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Two they were the two runs they were the other one. yeah yeah so they were um so they were they had a comedy series on the telly at the time and then it was them they, they used to do the sketch where it's them face to face telling yeah. 
telling them telling each other a story and uh it was always hilarious i can't think of any but they did the whisper ad yeah uh, in that style and so i'm like i want to you know i want to find those you know current comedy uh guys and put them in ads you know that's kind of like that's yeah, that, that's the stuff I, I remember hail and pace doing an ad as well and i remember like you know it's that kind of stuff that's that you can make an ad and uh and make it hilarious and and i don't know if you watched um on uh one of the bbc's the um stuart copeland did a three-parter on percussion you know stuart copeland the drummer and the police yeah um and he did a, a and he started talking to uh, various people and then he did one on the human voice and he did that and the other he, who writes the uh, he's my hero multi-gazillionaire now he writes um music for jing the um intel do 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 okay sorry that was that's Stuart copeland is it no, he, he was in conversation with this Oh, okay, guy. yeah, because I lost you there for a second. You just died yeah. for a second. Okay, so oh, Stuart Colton was talking to this guy, yeah. Yeah, and um, he, he literally, in his front room, has a xylophone set up, and he's kind of going, do, 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 do. Do you recognise that one? And then he said, uh, have you ever written one with one note? And it was the, the Netflix, you know, the... Yeah. Yeah, that's him. And uh, what else did he do? Um, oh... McDonald's. Da, 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 da. Yep, that's him. Um, loads of stuff that you'd recognize. And it's uh, Xbox, you know, the when an Xbox opens up. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, think, uh, I think that's called like a sonic, like a, there's a word for that. Like it's like a, well, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a sonic anyway. So it's like a sonic signature. But the, 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 the word for it is money. Yeah. Head load. <laughs> And and he, I think he was involved in getting Intel. You know, when when they do an advert and it's kind of an Intel C six processor or whatever, and at the end of the advert, they have to play the do 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 do. They're legally bound to play. Yeah, that. it's royalties from that. No way. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Because I I like the songs I remember from the ads was like uh, five four three two one. Oh yeah yeah yeah. And uh, bring him back a busker mum. Yeah, and uh, Catch. Do you remember Catch 22? Catch, catch yeah. Outside of chocolate and underneath the chocolate and crispy. So listen, all that, I'm going to be doing all that kind of shit, sort of, maybe, hopefully. But uh, yeah, so it's like, it's 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 definitely like, as jobs go, it's not. No, it's fantastic. I, I'm, I'm very excited and uh, it's a great job. and They're a great bunch and I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, that's all. that's all I've got to say so far, Mike. That's good. I, mean, I think you should be writing about them now as well, because, you know, you've done all your sort of first impressions over Zoom. So I think we kind of mentioned this last week, but I, I think there's something to be written about this pandemic and about, you know, first impressions. They've got to be different because it's all based on what's behind you. Yeah. Nobody knows what height you are, if you've got any disabilities or anything. You could walk in there and they could all be six foot seven. Oh, Yeah. I should so I should be I should be writing like a little page of what I think each person. Yeah, <laughs> my impression of everybody. Yeah, from... give it to them when you you know I I thought because of this you know and because it would be fascinating then to get a three sixty sort of view of a little just a little video of their 
house from behind it because when people stand up from their screens yeah there's fucking chaos to the left <laughs> yeah of course yeah 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 you think someone's really well really organized or you think someone's yeah. really like really neat and then yeah 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 when when the when the camera pans out it's like uh they're living in a in a bin um i remember when we used to do um oh, we used to have to do mock interviews at school and whatever and we kind of present ourselves in shiny shoes and a suit and um back, this is back in the 80s obviously so it was like always shine your shoes you know because it's first impressions nowadays people could be naked from the waist down nobody yeah. knows and um the other thing was I remember, i'll never forget the uh, the our careers advice teacher saying listen if they offer you a cigarette during the um <laughs> you know consider saying no but if you're a bit stressed you know have one it's no problem but just just make sure there's an ashtray and just ask for the ashtray good manners it was like <laughs> <laughs> i love the idea that you just like wait just like have a spy during the interview <laughs> uh, yeah that is classic because i suppose you do like there is that thing of like walking into an office and you know maybe someone opens a cigar box or a cigarette box mm. and just you know or having a having a having a drink having a uh, a whiskey or something but um yeah that's kind of interesting the other the interest the other side of that is that you you are you know i really you're really getting to see people kind of just as they are as they're just for their ideas rather than what they mm. look like or do you know there's nothing do you know what I mean? It's a it's a quite a unique way of meeting all your colleagues. You're just interested yeah. in you know kind of the type of work they do, how their brains work, and you're really when it when it's only on email or you know Zoom, you're really zone in on that. You know, you're not really you're not concerned about whether their shoes are shiny. You're just kind of going, what what can this person do? How do you know how does this person work? What are they good at? And it's you know there's definitely. Because you're not walking in and seeing somebody and there's a whiff of BO and making a decision on them because of the whiff of yeah. BO. You're just meeting somebody and going, okay, cool. They're really good at that. And he's really good at that. And he's got, do you know what I mean? Or she, it's, there's no, exactly. you're not making a decision on whether they wear too much makeup or whether they, it's, whether they, you don't like the smell of their perfume or whether, yeah, or they might have a bit of lunch down the front of their shirt and that, you know. Yeah. And I've really... Yeah this person shouldn't really have a, be in charge of a pair of scissors they can't even like fucking tie their own shoelaces yeah they're, they're well able to come up with copy or whatever yeah because they're brilliant at their job yeah. but also i've been really kind of honed in on that because i'm because i'm just starting a job i'm really sort of trying to be aware of how i react to two things that we've already spoken about like criticism or um you know like the big thing for me is to and and I'd say you probably agree with me. We're probably similar in that way. Is to uh, the big thing for me is to write something or come up with a, an idea or to to create or whatever, um, or to send something, even just an email, and just and just forget about it. Yeah. What I've noticed starting with this job, and it's something that I've been trying to work on, is that I th I think about several scenarios. So say a simple email. I've sent an email. I'm thinking about how that person's receiving the email, what they're you know, how they're reacting to the email, you know, in one scenario, they're really angry. In another scenario, they're really happy. In another scenario, they don't even care. And you know what I mean? In another scenario, like they're, they've read this email, they're laughing at my, the way I've written something and then they're telling their friend about it. And that's like, this is all stuff that just happens in my head. So, so, so I'm like, okay, just send the email. 
and then it's none of your business after that. Of course, that is the pitfall of doing everything over Zoom and doing everything in the written word because you you can't get across the inflections in your voice to sort of go, yeah, I'm not being negative. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. not being negative here, but people go, you know, but you could actually say, listen, I'm not being negative here. I really like that bit there, and you can get it across. Like, I love that bit there, and whatever. But if you write that down, I'm not being negative here. I'm just getting across. I love this bit, but and it, you know, it's just it's so different written and spoken because of the tone because yeah. of everything as yeah. prezi would say torn torn yeah you can't say the only man who criticizes people torn can't say the word torn. <laughs> i love the man but he's very funny though to torn oh but um he says to people on the voice you're really flat <laughs> um but uh yeah but yeah, it's fascinating, fascinating stuff. Uh, and 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 Jesus, I've only scratched the surface. Like Mike, I have so much to learn and such a long way to go yet. But uh, but it's all good. I'm excited by it. You know, I'm not like going, oh Jesus, what have I done? I'm like, yeah, great. This is great. Give me more. Hook it to my veins. Oh, that's, that's that's what I want. I want it hooked to my veins. Um, I just and how is everybody else dealing with you working? I think people are mostly good. Like I, it was, I, I, yeah, I'm, so I'm in my office in, in this room here uh, for most of the day and Finn goes to school and Anna has been at home because they're kind of, I think they've sort of, they've got COVID issues. So they've just closed down to make sure they can open up and do the leaving cert and all that kind of stuff. So it's, so all that stuff going on. And then Suzanne has been very good. She's kind of, she had been using this room a lot. So she's given it up to me. Um, yeah, I think they're all okay. Although yesterday at nine o'clock, I was like, I'm going to bed, lads. I'm done. <laughs> like I worked, you know, f- five days and probably very, very easy days compared to what I'll have to do in a while. <laughs> but like, you know, five days of working kind of eight, eight hours a day. <laughs> yeah you have to build up to it that's oh, I'm, I'm dreading that from a, a work point of view because i work right next to the sea which as you know if you spend a day, day at the seaside you'd be yeah banjaxed yeah yeah so that, that's something i have to begin to cope with again now do you know what that is though is there like a scientific thing behind that like if you're like i always think if you're if you have a day by the sea you can eat whatever you want because you're burnt like i always think because you're starving you must be burning loads of calories or like why is that or maybe you don't know i'll put you on the spot but i hadn't even thought about that in relation to your job oh yeah i mean i was fucking buckled for the first week you know i couldn't and 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 what i do is i I walk a lot i'd be doing 25 30,000 steps a day Mm. on top of that so i'm as fit as a flea when i'm up there but you're hungry yeah, you, just, you hit the pillow and bang. And over this lockdown, I haven't been falling, uh, falling asleep in front of the television. In fact, anything but I'm sort of falling, finding it more difficult to go to sleep at sort of one o'clock in the morning. And uh, yeah, so you're obviously just you sleep really well. You get lots of exercise. Yeah, and mental stimulation. Yeah. I'm delighted for Suzanne, though. I mean, she'll be able to watch Downton again. <laughs> now that I'm busy, yeah. Now that I'm falling asleep, <laughs> she was like, "Okay, back to watching shit I like." Great. Uh, I do want to tell you about something, Mike, because I think this could be of interest to you. 
um, and I don't know whether you can do something similar or if there is something, there probably is already. And I spoke about it before. I was telling you about walking on the curra and listening to uh, a podcast, which is basically the Discover the Stories of Ireland podcast series. Yes. So uh, I'll just tell you for people, uh, this is from Alberta Heritage. It's on Spotify. It's called Discover the Stories of Ireland and it's a podcast series. I listened to the one about the curra. Uh, a few weeks ago while I was walking the car. It was absolutely, it was uh, like, I I know this is going to sound really lame on my part. It was one of the best mornings I've ever spent in my life. Wow. Like, I loved it. I was like, just wandering around the car. They were telling me about these incidents, about rebellions, about the, you know, everything, the wrens, the prostitutes that lived in the, in the, in the bushes outside the army barracks, all this kind of mad oh stuff. It's just unbelievably interesting. Um, it's called the story story of the Curra of Kildare, and it's it's an audio book. But other so that one's an audio book, and so there's no real like it's not like okay when you stand in front of this tree, this is what happened here, right? Mm-hmm. But there are so there's one that I'm listening to now at the moment, and I've just been listening to it driving around the car, and it's basically a guide to Kildare Town. Oh yeah. But so myself and Suzanne tomorrow on Sunday of the bank holiday, we, we can go to Kildare town. That's within our 20 kilometers. And we're going to take the walking tour of Kildare town. So stick our headphones on and walk around Kildare town, looking at the round tower, looking at, you know, where St. Bridget did her thing, looking at, you know, all these various bits and pieces. Um, but it's amazing. It's brilliant. I'm fascinated by it. I'm like, I'm, I've, I'm obsessed with it. Almost this, 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 the series of stories. Uh, I'm from Athlone originally. And, I listened to the Athlone Castle audio guide, um, which was just brilliant because I know everywhere they're talking about. So I know the castle, I know the bridge, I know, you know, where, where Count John McCormick was born, all this kind of stuff. And they're just brilliant. I, I was just going through them there to see if there was one uh, for your neck of the woods. And there probably is. Um, I know there's one there for the Iron Islands. Um, oh, yeah. I'd be into that, actually. Yeah. One of the Iron Islands. So, like, there's the Medieval Kilkenny Tour audio guide. So, basically, what I'm saying is if you're looking for something to do, not you necessarily, but the listeners, because uh, you probably know all the info of, you know, where obviously you know the info of, of the, the, the cliffs and all that. But Well, you see, th- there you go. You don't, actually, because the amount of times I've had, I've been doing tours and whatever, and somebody else, in fact, it's one of the most important, important and interesting bits of the gig is that you get to meet people who know more about where you live than you do and more about where you're standing than you do, you know. Um, and I might have touched on it before, but when you talk, you're talking to people and you're sort of giving them a, a guide of what's here, there and everywhere, a lot of times they're more interested in you as a person yeah, as opposed to the place. But I've given tours and I've said something and um, a world-leading fucking geologist was on one of my tours one day and he... (laughs) 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 And he tore you to shreds. 16 or 360 million years ago. I don't think it was 16. No, no, it's too late for that. Oh, fucking hell, here we go. But in fairness, he took over and did the geology. But you've got to be open to allowing that happen as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Crack on. I learned more in that afternoon, I'd say, about the geology of uh, the west of Ireland than I did in, you know, all my time and any studies I've ever done. He was fascinating. 
There's uh, there's one here called uh, oh yeah that was the one I mentioned to you before Loop Head Audio Guide. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Where where are you finding these? So just on Spotify. I don't know if you have Spotify, but uh, I do. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, they're on Spotify. Just 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 look search discover the stories of Ireland, and it's a series of audio books, audio guides, and uh, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's the Loop Head Audio Guide. So you could take yourself off to Loop Head there. And explore the highlights of the Atlantic Way. One of the highlights of the Atlantic Way with the Loophead Heritage Trail. It's an hour and five minutes long, and it'll take you through all the uh, all the hidden gems of Loophead. But yeah, yeah to, Loophead to... is mad. I love it down there. But it's it's it really is end of the world stuff. You get to a point there, and it's just like there's nothing. There's literally nothing either side of you, apart from sort of four hundred foot cliffs. Um. um there's one here which is just a general it's called mehel stories oh. from early medieval ireland and mehel is what does mehel mean again it means something like kindness well, or, or generosity or look after each otherness or something well there's been a few gentlemen around here of of um a certain age um sort of close to or just having retired and um during the lockdowns um, three or the four of them, five or six, maybe, have all done little gardening mehels. Ah, so onto each other's houses every week, and done stuff like a day, you know, six men with hedge clippers and whatever, and getting their gardens sorted out for each other. Brilliant. And uh, they say it's a little gardening mehel. That's a that's a great thing. Uh, mehel is the Irish word for work team, gang, or party, and denotes the cooperative labour system in Ireland, where groups of neighbours help each other in turn with farming work such as harvesting crops. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, I'm so enlightened now. I'm going to call. I'm going to. I'm going to suggest to my new job that we call something mehel. If if you're ever having to promote an Irish heavy metal band. <laughs> Who came apart from being in a commune? Uh, heavy metal. Uh, <laughs> or they could just think that your man Brezzy pronouncing metal. <laughs> heavy metal. <laughs> I think we might leave this. Are you, Suzanne, did you want something? I just heard very loud. Laugh. Suzanne just heard me laughing, so she came in to look to see what I was laughing at. Uh, it's just Mike. Yeah. Just, we're we're, oh, fin- we're finishing up now. I was just thinking we'll finish on a laugh. Hi, Mike, man. She's, can Hello, you, her, she, you can you can talk to her. Hang on a second. I'll, I'll give I'll give her the headphones. And it's over to uh, Suzanne Walsh. Suzanne Walsh, we've been hearing a lot about you actually, and uh, Thanks, the way you're Mike. delighted that your husband has taken on a full time job, which has allowed thrilled, you, yeah, thrilled, it's, and it's, it's it's allowed you to watch more Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey is just one of the things it's allowed me to, to be honest. But do you see that there's an issue? We have an issue, Mike. Oh. Yeah. He's still at home all of the time. Well, could like, you give him a little shed or something? Yeah, we're considering that. That that part that that's a definite possibility. Well, you we see, we do have one, but it's um, it's kind of it's it needs a little bit of TLC. So. Um, yeah, look, we're working on it, Mike. You, you feel my pain, don't you? Yeah, you, I, mm. I thought now, as his sort of manager, you mm. would have got your shit together 
yeah. and, and got him to, yeah. to do up the little shed. Yeah, well, I, I'm going to put you back onto him and maybe you suggest that because Keith, you know, as he's very good at lots of things, drawing and ideas and but he's he's uh yeah that's what he's good at okay that's let's lovely. just leave it at that yeah, i like that yeah that's just the positives no yes negative. yeah no 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 that's that's we're gonna leave it on a win there you go I'll, I'll tell him he's shit at everything else yeah do 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 come here if you were here i'd give you a box of chocolates that are about oh, to no, go off no, on no, tuesday no, no, no. handmade no chocolate, no chocolate. okay like give them to Sally Ann or your son or somebody. Yeah, well, they, they would eat them, but mm. Sally Ann is kind of... In, is she in, good? She, no, in sympathy with me giving up chocolate, she gave up chocolate. And then she had some... That's um, nice. She had her first jab the other day, actually. Oh, good for her. Yeah. Um, she's kind of... Uh, How's she feeling? Risky ...group, and um, she came home, and because she had a little hurty arm, she decided to give herself some um, dark chocolate. And then she regretted it for the rest. Oh yeah, I'm a bit like that too. And come here, how's your son's leg? That bone that he got removed. Unbelievable. He's um, that's incredible. That's incredible. I can't. It's like he had a branch growing out of his leg. Yeah. I mean, jeez. He, yeah. I mean, he everything he did. Cycling, he kept hitting something, and... whatever. He just walloped it off it. It was in Shh. bits apparently. Oh my god. He's he's oh that's... again we went to the um, we went to the hospital the other day and they mm. undid the dressings and everything mm. um, and it is perfect. Oh, literally. that's super. And, um, they told he's seventeen, anything, isn't he? Uh, he is just seven. Well, he he will be seventeen in June. Yeah, so that's a good thing that he yeah. doesn't have a branch growing out of his leg now, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he could be known as Oak Boy. Branch boy, tree boy. Yeah, maybe we get a Marvel thing later. He could be Groot, actually. There is a, a Marvel character that's made out of wood. Looks like a branch. Okay, Mike, you're making Woody. her. You're making her wheezy now. Come on. Um. Okay. So look, I feel like I know you now. You see, because I listened to the podcast. You yeah, started I, I listening. I started listening. Good time. <laughs> After six months, I said, "Feck it! I need to give this one a shot." I actually yeah. quite like it. It's very, it's very, um, it's it's an easy listen. Let's say it kind of takes me out of my 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 mind, which is a good thing, isn't it? Yeah. Well, well Sally Ann actually says that it, she she finds out what's on my mind yes, when she listens to me. Talk. That's very true. And I realise Keith actually curses quite a lot, Mike. I didn't know before this oh. yes oh so i've learned something new about him again he, he also farts as well i know that i know that one i know he farts but i didn't know he farts okay. as much oh god he's getting a bit angsty now yeah getting... yeah he's getting a bit like give give me back the headphones he's drawing he's actually drawing a girl um, oh. on a card oh dear yeah He's got okay. control issues. He does. Okay, he's he's actually getting cross. No, no, no. Bye, Mike. <laughs> There's a family meeting going on here in the landing. You could just do your own podcast. It's probably not a bad idea. <laughs> making up more sense. <laughs> actually, have a conversation with her. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Um, yes, I'm. 
together now over the weekends and uh, sort out your uh, shed in the back garden and move out there. Yeah, exactly. I need to do it up and create an office out there. Is that what you're saying? Or just move out, move away from, yeah. just leave my wife. Oh yeah, yeah, the work thing. Okay, Mike. Okay. Heavy metal, heavy metal. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, oh, you turned your you turned your camera back on. We were going to do the outros and the intros. Well. I know, yeah, I kind of forgot. But we can we can do an outro, and then that's then I just have to add on the the music at the end. Well, that's it for me, Mike. Uh, thanks very much. Um, it's it's over to you. <laughs> you you went all professional there. That's you leaned into the microphone. That's it for me, Mike, uh, and that's it for me, Keith. Um, and we'll keep doing this as long as we're able. Is that what you say? Yeah, something like that, for as long as we can. As long as we can. Thanks, Mike. As long as it's legally viable to do so, we will continue making this podcast. And in the tradition of the outro of the podcast, we have to, the podcast outro has to drag on and on, or I just keep adding things and say, okay, I'm definitely leaving now. Okay, goodbye. Yeah, yeah. Okay. and then, oh, oh, I'm burping. I always burp. I don't know why I burp say. at the start of the podcast. Burp. Because mm. I'm, I'm, I'm drinking chamomile tea with, <laughs> with a lesbian goat's milk. Okay, we definitely got to go there. Okay, <laughs> definitely signing. Okay, this is definitely it now. Okay, bye. Okay, bye, 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 bye. Okay, bye. Bye, 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 bye. I'm, I'm actually making a card, Mike. Oh. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 